Well, I passed you in the doorway, and you took me with a glance. Should have been on that last bus home, but I asked you for a dance. Now we go steady to the pictures. I always get chocolate stains on my pants, and my father's going crazy. Says I'm living in a trance. Not so Euclid band. Lots of news this week. Big guest. Another great intro song. Uh, for all wondering, that was Dancing in the Moonlight by Alt J. And uh, another Bang. fine morning with my co host, Bradley Lund. How are we doing? Good and you. Great. Yeah, That's I'm, good. Uh, I'm just, you know, struggling to keep the eyes open, but doing pretty well. Me too, but the opposite, the opposite <laughs> side. Like. We should really rearrange the timing of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I was going to start with asking how you are, but like, fuck it, we just get the guests in. Yeah. The people don't want that shit anymore. Nah, yeah. we'll give the people that shit. We'll just give it to them when we have our guests in. <laughs> Alrighty. We're uh, we're going in. Hello, hello. Hello. Can you see me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can see you all good. We just don't usually keep our video on. You gotta get the video on. Yeah, I mean, I do get that. It just makes the size of the recording a lot bigger because it automatically records <laughs> video. I can turn it off. That's suitable. It's quite good to see you, man. Yeah, no, I do. Cheers. Agree. Good to see you too, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, for all wondering, this is James Haynes we have on this week. Uh, the big man from Cambridge. How are you going? Yeah, very good. Ticking over nicely. How are you? How are you both? <laughs> uh, good. Yeah, I'm Surviving. good. Thriving. Wait, wait, so are you... Brad, are you still in Spain? Yeah. Uh, right. And where are you, Paul? I'm in uh, Wanaka. Just, uh, yeah. 
lying in bed, basically. <laughs> what time is that? It's eight o'clock or well, twenty past eight now. Yep, in the morning, I guess. What's the temperature? Oh, it feels like they were about two degrees at the moment. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Uh, no, no, cursing welcomed. We uh, we want everything raw, so give us what you got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, so we actually haven't really even gone through asking how each other were. We just decided to get the guest in, so yeah. No, it's uh, it's gotten chilly here in the Zealand, but it's kind of to be expected. It's like almost peak of winter, I guess. Shortest day of the year in a couple of days. Oh uh, wow! Yeah. Um, yeah. Think what's the plan? Are you um, how long are you staying out there? Uh, so I actually have booked a flight back, and that is for early August, basically. Oh right, oh and not. Yeah, six weeks out, or yeah. something. Uh, yeah that's good setup um the snow is kind of dumped down this week or at least in the mountains i can see it it's like kind of everything above 600 oh no probably everything above like 800 meters of snow so should be some skiing going it's starting up next week i reckon uh yeah are you gonna stay in the south part yeah yeah i'm kind of like i don't know South Island, it's just a bit cooler, I reckon. Nicer mountains, and yeah, because that better running and better outdoor stuff like skiing and that. But it is colder. That is the uh, the negative in winter, that's for sure. Yeah. Was there any snow on your massive trick? Uh, no, no. So yeah, that was all like basically around an island, so it was all sea level and. I only yeah. got up to like highest point of like 400 meters around, so ah, it's pretty okay. chill. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I guess people listening, I basically went out to Stewart Island, island off the coast of New Zealand, and did a nice coastal loop. Uh, but ended up being quite a bit of running. My legs actually a bit fucked now, <laughs> so I haven't <laughs> been able to run since. <laughs> it's massive. Well, how much stuff are you like running and how much are you sort of, you know, when you oh. get up and you're going off at a jog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest with that, like, I was probably running like, you know, a third of it, I'd say. Like, most of it is as much hiking just because, like, uphill, you're obviously hiking and you've got like a decent pack on your back anyway. It's kind of like men marathon style. Um, yeah, yeah. But a little bit slower because the days are longer. Uh, yeah. and it's not a race uh, but yeah I I was kind of uh, expect or thinking I'd be running a bit more but um, the the track was like notoriously muddy and I was like oh it won't be that bad and then like some places you're kind of like knee or like getting on waist deep, mud, waist deep mud you're obviously not running through any of that uh, and I've had some of the downhills are pretty like fairly slippery so just kind of slowed things down a bit but no harm the rationing sounded horrible the <laughs> rationing of the food like yeah yeah so i'd like initially aimed for like oh i reckon i can do this in three days and then that first day <laughs> i was like fuck it's a four day i really need to ration hard here <laughs> uh, yeah 
I was worried too because I basically like I didn't have any like you know jet boil or like fast cooking equipment or light stuff and I wasn't going to bring this massive cooker that came with the van uh, so I was like alright look I'll just cook up some dinners the evening before uh, and I was like just have them in my bag they're not refrigerated or anything I was like three or four days later like this shit could be properly gone off and I'll just have no food for the last day or two <laughs> but it was fine really yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed no. the comment about um, where you said that you arrived at the, the sort of hut or something on your blog and the, and the, you saw the smoke rising from the chimney and just sort of there's a sort of romance to that that I just love <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that was a lovely moment uh, just like open the door and like I think the couple who were in there were like oh mate close the door we're trying to keep the heat in and I was like nah mate just let me bask in it for a moment <laughs> yeah yeah and no, you're yeah. Lo- good time you're logging of you're logging of every encounter of a kiwi just showing how how lonely the journey was <laughs> yeah it's just the kiwis like they're somewhat rare and I'm like oh yeah saw saw more kiwis actually these other two little birds um, I don't know what their name was but I thought were... you were talking about the humans as if yeah, you saw New did. Zealand <laughs> oh, uh, oh sorry I did uh, well see I probably actually phrased that badly because I reckon I did call a couple of humans kiwis as well <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I saw like I saw like four kiwi birds and then like probably also like four kiwi humans. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> it was quiet out there, that's for sure. But that made it pretty cool. Yeah. Have you got any more um, big, big sort of treks or like big hikes planned? Uh, not really. I. See, I guess, like, even that one I hadn't really planned. I was kind of just like, oh, I should go to Stewart Island at some point. And I was like, I'll definitely do, like, a bit of a, a run around and maybe do a day or two. And then I was like, oh, the only options are 30K or 130K. So <laughs> a few days before, I kind of was like, all right, we'll do the big one. <laughs> uh, yeah, but there, I mean, there are plenty of other things that would be good options. But I guess I haven't really committed to anything. I might uh, might have a look into some more. Um, but it's getting uh, it's getting colder now too. So a lot of the areas are like avalanche risk down here. Uh, people keep advising me not to go by myself. <laughs> but here grab we a kiwi and and friends. <laughs> grab a kiwi. Go with a kiwi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're sort. <laughs> is it super quiet like generally like is it no i guess these places even in winter would be pretty busy with tourists usually but like is the sort of covid stuff just killing the the amount of tourists coming over i guess like, is uh, yeah, all the yeah. Really quiet? Yeah. yeah so no tourists are allowed in um oh, right. tourism is the second biggest industry in new zealand behind uh behind agriculture basically um 
I think it's like thirty percent of their economy, or like, or maybe it's twenty percent or something. Uh, so, oh, it's pretty quiet in in general. Uh, I guess somewhere like Stewart Island, like, yeah, it's definitely a lot quieter than it would have been. Um, it's not like it, like you said, it is winter, so a reasonable amount of the tourism this time of year would be like skiing and. Yeah, I don't know, maybe some mountaineers and stuff. That's not like prime destination, but also maybe Stewart Island would have been kind of popular because it's not uh, too affected by winter. If you know. Right, yeah. Yeah, so it's quiet here in general, but I think they're like, you know, trying to get some schemes up and going to encourage more like more New Zealanders to travel within their own country and they're trying to get it up and running for Australians to be able to come over, but that probably still won't happen for another couple of months. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it's an interesting one being the subject of the interview for a change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got more I want to ask. <laughs> Makes my job easy. <laughs> no, I'm out of questions. Yeah, yeah. We call it a day for this one then, boys. <laughs> yeah. I got one, I got one. <laughs> Fuck, marry, kill. <laughs> Kiwi bird, Kiwi. Kiwi person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely, uh, definitely marrying the bird. <laughs> I feel like Just... that's pretty pretty vague as well. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, we'll move away from uh, the nonsense and on to our real guest, I suppose. Uh, yeah, well, we'll do a quick roundup of everybody in general, maybe. <laughs> uh, how are you doing at the moment, Brad? How are things, I guess, back home? And feel free to just jump in with your questions too, James. You're doing well with this interviewer role. <laughs> Swapping next week, James is just taking over the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's good, it's chilled. Uh, like Spain's pretty much open again. Um, but there, I heard there's plans of opening up like the clubs, but you're not allowed on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny one. So basically, it would just be a bar that you go to at. Midnight, I don't... <laughs> and they pump music and you stand still. Yeah, and you can't and you can't chat to anyone because the music's too loud. So <laughs> <laughs> a lovely evening, well spent. Yeah, but otherwise, not much. Yeah, nothing new. <laughs> I might, I might not. Um, my yeah. flight get, might might get cancelled. To go back to South Africa, so if anyone has any accommodation, hook me up. Well, you probably get into Ireland, and then you can just, uh, yeah, someone sort you out. I'm sure my mum will be delighted delighted to have you if you're uh, looking. Sweet. <laughs> Are you like finishing your rent then the start of July, but? Have you heard any news about your flight being cancelled? Uh, I haven't heard, like, they haven't officially cancelled it. But, yeah, I don't know. It might happen. 
and then and then I have I have the flat here until the fifteenth of July, so I've got time. Like it's fine. Yeah, and uh, and you're and James. I guess when we started the podcast, it was like Spain was the second worst country in the world, but UK have, have over, <laughs> overtaken them now, anyway. Yeah, without Don ourselves. Yeah, it's weird here. Like, I feel like you walk around, people are just giving up. Like, everyone's out. It feels, apart from things being closed, like it feels fairly normal. But um, there's still the working from home thing, I guess that's annoying. But yeah, no, it's all right. It's good. Yeah, fair. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It kind of seems like that way in Ireland too. Just well, uh, like I don't know, because I'm not there, but get the impression that it's uh, people are easing back towards normal anyway. Yeah, you just got weird things like um, like here you you can't like go into another person's house really, but like cinemas are opening pretty soon, which is kind of a a weird one. Um, yeah, cinemas are opening. That is a weird. Yeah, yeah, it's weird stuff like that. So you yeah. and you and a group of ten people can go watch a movie. Seated. Yeah, exactly. But you can't hang out in someone's house. I mean, this is early July, but um, but yeah, you can't. You can go around people's gardens, for example, and like hang out outside in groups of yeah. six. I think it's groups of six. Um, yeah. Nice. Sorry, guys. I think I might have disconnected there for a bit, but. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. 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 Apologies. Uh, yeah. Sorry, my my internet is a bit dodgy and my earphones have gone wild too. So. <laughs> Bit of a shit show here. Um, can you guys hear me at the moment, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, I'll figure that out later. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, so well, I guess things not looking amazing in terms of coronavirus, but hey, we're not here to talk about the virus and that. Uh, yeah, how's, how's life looking in terms of running? Still able to get some training in anyway? Yeah, to be honest, like last last two months has been I've done the most training I've done probably like the best two months training I've ever done really in terms of volume. Um I don't know, lockdown and running has just seemed to go well for me at least. Um I guess we we've never had the like any um any rules on, on how far you can run or anything. So basically from day one it was just sort of like, oh, you're one run days, you're like just go outside and, and uh, yeah, running things up. Yeah, cool. Where does that put you then? It's the uh, biggest volume ever. What sort of numbers are we looking at? <laughs> um, I think you know, about 
50, 50 miles a week, I'd say, like, the last, last two months, I'd say. Cool, cool. And for our Irish listeners, that's ADK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Good to hear. Uh, so... I guess as well at the moment, you're, uh, I don't know if you had bigger goals for the summer, but uh, I know you're planning on doing the, what's it called, the Matterhorn 50k Ultra, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. And that's still still on at the moment, am I right? Yeah, we're still 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 looking every day. It looks, it looks like it's, well, I mean, I, I see it's 50-50 whether it's on. I guess I guess I'm worried that um that it might be on but then the bricks can't get over because we're such a we're such a mess that would be my sort of worst case scenario but yeah that's I guess the target I think once once we know that that's on for sure then it'll be a bit easier to sort of like motivate myself to get out for the for those long runs that I probably need. yeah yeah. Yeah, see, so you don't really need to dive too deep into the long runs until the last month or two anyway, uh, or at least to get away with it. Um, yeah, cool. I think uh, that what they said there announced in early July, so hopefully we can, yeah, with a bit of luck, maybe we'll be racing in August. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, actually, what I was wondering is, um, you know that race you did the other week? The, uh, uh, what was it? Yeah, main difficulty, the half, yeah. Yeah, did they, like, make you spread out at the start, for example? Like, did, they, <laughs> did it just feel like a normal race? Oh, pretty much, to be honest. There was a lot of talk of, like, not let shake hands, and, like, you know, at the end, it was, like, elbow tapping on the podium and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, and, like... He sent out a lot of emails in advance, so there was no real race briefing. But we still got there, and he did a race briefing. Uh, and they were just, like, kind of encouraging people to stay apart. But on the start line, you were still huddled all together. And that. He, uh, he was more just um, making efforts to, like, kind of, like, tick boxes and look like he's not putting, like, that, like, people are social distancing. But uh, I think everybody there was like, ah, oh, like, come on, the virus is pretty much gone. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's different now if they put on races in the UK or whatever. I saw in, um, I was just looking randomly today, and Zurich, the Zurich Marathon is, is still, like, potentially going on at the same, like, basically the same time as the old tracks. And they're they're deciding next week. So I figured if that that's going ahead, and sure it will go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. That, like Zurich Marathon must be so much bigger. Yeah, yeah. There's like tens of thousands. Yeah. Please the marathon. Oh, there's no way Zurich Marathon can go ahead though, can it? Like, that bigger road race. They put like a basically a thing up very similar to the the old tracks, like sort of. Oh, we're waiting. You know, we're we're positive. We're waiting to hear back from your authorities. And like, but yeah, I know it seems seems far fetched. You're gonna make everyone run yeah. with masks yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be horrendous. <laughs> Marathon that's with a mask. On. That's true. Yeah. 
No, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how they resolve the whole sort of um, like everyone gathering at the start thing. I mean, because I feel like the rest of the race, you can do it like sort of social distance. It's just the, the start. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Like people spread out pretty quickly and they finish at different times, so that's all kind of fine. But like, you kind of have to just huddle them up at the start, eh? Not really. Unless they like split it into. Yeah, exactly. You can split it into waves of like I don't know fifty or something, but like again, yeah, it's not really a, not really a race if you start splitting it up. Like, yeah, how do you know to see people when you you like they might have nothing on James Haynes and put him in one of the mid packs when really you know he should be one of the top dogs in the top. Uh, the, the, the prizes will be on chip time. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, well, nice to have hope anyway that racing may be back at some stage. Uh, And yeah, I guess if anything else, or if nothing else comes out of lockdown, at least he's doing the biggest mileage of his life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cool. So you're like obviously working from home and all that sort of stuff is pretty normal, I take it. Yeah, no, just um, yeah, taking over here, working from home. Been working from home since I guess mid March. Well, like, we've we've been told we might yeah. be working in the office until like September, October, which is yeah, could be a while. Yeah, it is. A, it's a funny one there too, because I feel like a lot of the big businesses are then like, yeah, like just telling people because obviously a lot of the like. Especially like the IT businesses in, in Ireland, like and, you know your Googles and your Facebooks and stuff, they don't really need people in offices, or at least not much. You can do everything remotely, but then the amount of money they must be saving if they're not, if like if they don't need to rent out buildings. Now, obviously, I imagine they still are renting out buildings and stuff. But yeah, I wonder is like this going to change the whole, uh, I guess, like corporate structure in a sense, but. Probably that's yeah. already a conversation that's being had, I imagine. I'm not really a homework. I mean, I think some people like the homework stuff, but I just can't. I like a bit of, you know, office office chat and stuff, I guess. It's so it's a bit tedious being in your room the whole time. But... Oh, yeah, I mean, same. Just, just a little bit of socialising, chatting to people a bit, like, makes it so much easier. Yeah, I mean, I quit my job because there wasn't enough socialising and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I guess uh, if we uh, dive into the, to the business end, as we say. Um, <laughs> yeah. If uh, it's it's middle of June, twenty twenty one, the weekend is coming up, and you have to name your seven men. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's clear a few things up. So everyone's fit. Are we we're going to say everyone's fit because there's obviously a few injuries. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, they've got a... If they're injured now, I wouldn't worry about it because they've got a year. But, like, yeah, I guess everybody's fit, but you can't necessarily assume everybody's at the peak either. Like, I don't know, just... Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like your kind of standard really. time. Yeah. Yeah, this <laughs> is it, like... <laughs> so, I guess you've got, you've got your, um, your, your dead certs. 
Well, I know. I yeah. mean, you, you've got you know, Connor Short, Rory, Raw, Roy, 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 Roy Short. Yeah. Whoop whoop. And then I think it all gets very interesting. Um, (laughs) It's very exciting to start. Yeah, so I think. So from what it sounds like, Owen McCulloch's going pretty well at the moment. It's hard to. He's had some good results over the years. He's got some speed. I'd like him on my Yuko team, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, fair. I think it's probably a reasonable in reality. Like, Owen has done good stuff at Woolwalk, Like, he's shown he can be a good orienteer. He's a bit out of the game, like you say, but if he's fit and he's yeah. got a bit of orienteering under his belt, I respect that twist. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what his sort of recent history of orienteering results has been. I like, but my impression was always that he's a pretty good orienteer. Yeah, fair. I guess coming from your standpoint, it's easy to see the answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite. So then you've got a four, I guess. And then, I guess, um, wait, who else? Kevin O'Ball? Kevin O'Ball, is he a possibility? Yeah, he's a possibility. Okay, he's going, he's go- no, he's in, he's in. Um... <laughs> And then two more. Niall. Niall. Yeah. Okay. Then you've got... So who, who else is left now? Oh, I mean... Uh, we've got the two Quinn brothers. We've got Colleen Corbett. We've got Seamus Aboyle. Rory Long. Connell Whelan. Yourself. Um, Bradley Lund, of course. Yeah. Uh, I'm who probably forgetting that? somebody else. But, oh, Mark that? Stevens. Oh, sugar, yeah, Mark. He's good. Yeah, Mark did leg seven. Is that what you were going to ask? Yeah, but who did leg six? Brad. Oh. You did, a, you did a good job on leg six last year, right? I like to think so, yeah. <laughs> My impression last Here's... year was you were on for top 100 and then the four and five sort of scuffed it a bit, to be brutally honest. Uh, I did get beads in, I got beads in my grace for uh... lawyer though, so <laughs> But that's that's not bad. That doesn't mean I did a bad job. No, she got a couple of podiums at Jaywalk, so uh, <laughs> she's a good orienteer, there's no doubt about that. But yeah, four um, and five. Yeah, I'd say it up big time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tricky one, I feel like because well, I'm like, we actually did have a chance at top 100 before four and five. It was like, it's not like we were in the top 100 positions at that stage either. So you can't really claim that we were on for top 100. But uh, and I think I kind of said this last year. So people can probably disagree with how true it is or not. But like four and five, to me, are kind of almost the most important legs because cause all the guys in our team are going to be a relatively similar level. Uh Whereas a lot of the other teams have like, you know, a few really good guys and then a few old fellas and they're kind of making up the team. And like, so it's hard for us to keep up on the first couple of legs when there's so many good guys. But like four and five, the weak legs, you can actually direct so your lower standard. But we didn't really 
black places because unfortunately probably lost out there and I think Colleen um, but yeah like we were still probably in like the 100 you know 50th or 140th maybe before that when you put it like that it's sort of like it does put an argument forward for sort of front loading like can you get yourself into the top like 80 top you know with those top three legs put your, put your top three first you have to hold it off Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just total time, really. The longest legs put the put the better eyes. It kind of makes sense. But there is something definitely unusual about front loading in the sense that, like, you said leg two out. You know, if your leg one guy is five minute worse run, he's running. The leg two guy is running with guys. If he starts in a hundred hundred. Like, He's running with guys that are a lot better than him starts in 200s or 400s, which could only be like five or six or seven minutes back. Um, but it makes it a lot easier for like two to have a good run. And then the same, like that only gets even more like weighted. You get to like three and stuff because the standard is really good then if you're in the top 100. And if you've hung on that far, it does make your job a lot easier. Um, but yeah. I still think, in reality, the best as on the people who are going to be honest, especially with the team like a lot, like everybody's decent level, so it's not like a huge difference. Uh, we're really superstar to put on first leg round, but anyway, yeah. But uh, yeah, Brad did a good job. Anyway, he like this. Like uh, you can even not flying around. Like, we're losing minutes. That re- is 100% the most important thing. Because um, over seven legs, it's like you have five and that'll add up a lot. You have a few of those in there. Yeah. So maybe we'll go for the, the same as last year, but bring in, get rid of four and five. And bring in Rory and Kevin. No, uh, sorry. Hard look for get rid of Kevin and bring in Owen. Rory and Owen. Rory Short and Owen. Cool, cool. So, uh, so Kev's. Brad still makes the team on legs, and Mark still on, makes it on leg seven. No legs. Keep uh, keep Brad on leg six. Ooh, I'd actually Ooh. fancy self on leg seven. Uh, okay, no, yeah, we'll keep Mark on leg seven. I really like, I actually really like Owen on leg four. I've just something about him and leg four makes sense. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's got cool. some speed. That like post long night, shorter leg, and instead of putting out a, instead of putting out somebody get through leg four, you're gonna put out a, a big man to try and chase down some some old fogies. Yeah, yeah, quite. But actually, sorry, no, I mean, actually, because I think two and three is, is the short brothers. So I think you go two and three, the short brothers, and then yeah. you go self leg seven, Mark leg five, 
or a potential that five and six then we could maybe switch up it depends i don't know if it worked last year i don't, don't want to mix that up but um potentially move that there keep nile leg one he, he's so fast and then um yeah i think that works yeah cool cool strong team anyway no doubt uh maybe the strongest we've had yeah and the b team will be uh um, it sounds like he made it in on maris yeah baby <laughs> scraped it in <laughs> thank you james oh the b team will be very strong very very strong as you say we'll have you in attendance leading it out james I think there's a lot of people there. Like the thing I like about the B team, like if you put think of the names in there, they're the sort of people that it can blow very hot or cold. And I can see the B team giving the A team a run potentially a run for their money. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, no, I like it. Uh, I think you're not around there. I think there's a good chance of that. Uh, just that if you think like you know, you if you load the leg like the B team, just on the people. You who haven't named, say you have like Kevin O'Boyle for, uh, like, I don't know, like, Killeen, second leg. And then we still have loads of, like, we still have potentially the two Quinn brothers, Seamus, and oh. um, Conor Whelan, Rory Long, like, yeah. Uh, I assume those boys are still interested. No, I think you're right. They could have, could have a two first race. Say that again. It sounded like okay. I might be beating. You might not be beating. We just need to get into the selection races, man. It's all about having team races. I listen to this podcast every week and I never get in the team. We uh, this will be a big year when you and me will get lots of orienteering in and uh, we're going to see the revival of James Haynes. Yeah, I don't know if revival yeah. is the right, the, the born, the birth, <laughs> no rebirth, just straight up navigation birth. <laughs> oh, oh, I feel like you know, we've had some, we definitely had some. This feels like a nice place into uh, yeah any particular races that are of good memory in your head. Yeah, you hold high. You're proud of those results. Not gonna lie, had a I was out running this evening and had a um had a think about this because <laughs> you had to sort of dig quite deep to sort of find find some decent results. I guess. I mean, the obvious one, I mean, people have been really sort of going back into history on this podcast, so I don't feel too ashamed oh, yeah, to go back yeah. to 2003. Scott, Scottish sixth day um, took took the win. That would probably be up there. Oh, I love you. Natural born or natural born now, I can't hear anything. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. keep on cutting out. Oh, really? Is that me or Brad? It's good now. I, I think 
I think Brad I can hear. Right, fair. My my wife was a bit shocking, to be honest. Uh, oh, you're just saying natural born navigator. You've been doing it since <laughs> a young age. That is taking us back. Uh, yeah. Tough, that's tough. <laughs> and Brad was asking what age were you then? Oh, right. <laughs> I think I just turned 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice. Very good. The L M ten title. <laughs> I win. The peak. Yeah, and it's, it's all been Daniel's yeah, present. Yeah. It really has. <laughs> what what kind of names did you beat in that race? Do you do you remember any big sculpts you I'm so I'm so glad you asked. Let's just say William Gardner didn't make the point. <laughs> Poor Willie James too much from. I can't remember who else. I think the rest of the people probably quite disappointed. She. All I remember is that Peter Bray ran up to M12, and also I think the girls running double ten running faster than the boys on the same course. No, the point is, mate, you take the title. It's all yours. I mean, you can only you can only beat who's who shows up. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, fair. Yeah, so I, I was kind of like uh, thinking back to a few a few interviews you might have raced, and then like got James had some good performances there, which just completely ruled out the M10. Scott, what was the theme? <laughs> no, yeah, actually, must say the um the old what was it twenty. 20- 14, I think, when um, when I think Trinity took the title, if I remember correctly, I think that I got the I think I beat Josh, and if I hadn't done that, we wouldn't have won. But I mean, I, it wasn't a great run yeah. by any stretch of the imagination, but it you know it got the job done. And like, I think that was that the only year you didn't win the title. Uh, yeah, yeah, the only year in the in my time there. And the only time, yeah. Yeah, so Trinity upset us big time there. We uh, we were hosting the Intervarsities in Clara Bag and I had high hopes to uh, take the W. But uh, Owen McCullough, Connor Short and James Haynes, just too strong for for the team of myself. And Lawrence Quinn, uh, 2014 was not to be. But UCD came back you know, after the debut win in 2013, we came back, you know, took the sweep again in 2015 in the men's and women's and did it all again in 2016. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but, yeah. After yeah. 2015, I, I don't I guess <laughs> I was in Australia that year, but I think, because I guess we would have still had um, Connor and Owen at that point, maybe. Yeah. There was Connor, Owen, there was Kyle as well. I, got, I think yeah, Kyle, Kyle was running all right then, too, but I yeah. don't know if he was best. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Was Owen there? Yeah, no, Owen was there. Yeah, we had a good year that year, anyway. It was up in Northern Ireland. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I had a good race. I actually enjoyed yeah, Tyrella, Sandy, the case 2011, I remember. Uh, yeah, 
and uh, Connor and then Lawrence and Clean were third and fourth, I'm pretty sure. So in the oh, end, right. uh, yeah. yeah, we also had Al and Johnny a little bit back too. So that was the first year that we kind of got that new new age group in and started showing them the ropes, you know, <laughs> how it is to win with ECD. <laughs> Unfortunately, since our departure, I think the, the club has struggled to, to win the, the prestigious InterVarsity Championships. But, uh, oh, really? Who, uh, who in had? years to come, maybe. Yeah, no. Uh, there was one year that I'd found one. I don't remember. The, you know, they have some college. Uh, and CIT won, I think, last year. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So last, like, I don't know what the exactly the story was last year. Rory and Cole. I don't. I think they just didn't run, or or maybe CIT had more numbers. New video didn't take it anyway. Um. So, but they they win the women's. I think. Yeah. Probably year in year out. They yeah. really got a star of women at the moment in New video. I just pulled up the results from Scottish Six Day 2003. <laughs> so you got you got William Gardner, Zander Berger. I don't know if you know him. He's Austrian. Came fourth in middle distance at Jaywalk. Oh, Aiden, Aiden Smith. And and you you pipped Lucy Butt by a minute. <laughs> but Delith Darlington, or however you say that name, beat you by ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Del Del, I think that's Anwen Darlington's younger sister. She was clearly also an early peaker because I don't. She she not around these days. But those yeah, are big she's names. Sport, I think they are big names. <laughs> that's natural born, like. Yeah, for sure. We can never accept any talk from James that he's not really an orienteer. Look, there was also the uh, the JK Silverman. Maybe it was gold. I don't remember exactly. So say that again. I uh, lost you there. Oh, JK relay results. I believe we've done in the history in the past. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess because so, I, I was running for South London because for no, like, it was a bit weird because I live up in Cambridge, but um, my parents were from that club and not, Ra- was Ralph Street's club, so so often sort of um, got roped into Ralph Street's relay team, so so got a few got a few podiums there. I don't think we ever won. Yeah, yeah, but some nice taking on some JK relay medals. Yeah, there's a few More here. Than most can say. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, I took him an ad hoc silver, I think, before, but uh, never quite made myself either. That was a three rock team with Owen McCullough and Cleanan McCullough back in the good old days. Yeah. At the moment, James, do you see yourself as more of a runner or an orienteer? Or, yeah, where are you stand? I guess you know if if I'm with runners, I tell them an orange I'm an orange here. But with them, if I'm with orange I tell them I'm a runner. 
Win win. <laughs> That's a nice way to do it. Uh, very good. I feel like yeah, you know, it's, uh, it takes the pressure off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I you never want. In... Oh yeah, yeah. Brad is thinking, shit, that's a good idea. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I'm 100% stealing, <laughs> stealing that one. Although I don't hang out with any people who would call themselves runners anyway. So. <laughs> Chance to get into that group, Brad. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Fair. That's true. Uh, what like what sort of running races do you think you would be doing at the moment more so? Obviously you're doing the, the long ultra mountain race, which probably I kinda of talked you into, but would you say you're more of a hill runner than a road runner? Or I feel like you've done your share of road running over the past couple of years as well. So Yeah, no, probably um I guess I probably like enjoy the hill runs more but down here I've ended up doing more road running I did a bit of like a cross country season this year for like the first time ever really enjoyed that so I'm sort of hoping if I can keep uh, keep sort of some decent mileage going through to the winter then give like because the, there's lots of big cross country races down like in the south of England and give those a good crack uh, this winter that might be fun but yeah I, I don't know it's a bit I feel like you know I can run uphill half decent I'm a, you know, I a, a dreadful descender, so I, would, I wouldn't really say I can justify calling myself a, um, a mountain runner, really. But oh, I don't know if I agree with that. To be honest, I feel like you're a good, up, you're a good uphill runner for sure, and you're clearly not that bad a downhill runner. Cause I don't really remember ever beating you in a mountain race. Maybe I have once. Uh, oh, I got you at Periscope Ridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you put me on the uphill there as well. Uh, did I get to the top before you? Yeah. Reeks, Reeks skyline. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. So I've come into my own in the last year or something. More as a mountain <laughs> runner. James yeah. just probably says when he's in a group of mountain runners that he's a road runner, and when he's in a group of <laughs> road runners, he's a mountain. <laughs> I was thinking about going down that route, but. <laughs> yeah, but some uh, some top performances over the years in the mountains for sure. I do feel like good performances on the road too, no doubt. But if James had did like, I know you're based in like Oxford, so you don't have the best capacity for mountain road. Yeah, it's always a bit like it just depends where you race. I do. As in, like, when you're self, like, analysing yourself, please. Because, like, in okay. Edinburgh, like, yeah. But, like, that. Yeah, sorry, Edinburgh last year. Did we overlap a load there or something? <laughs> I don't know what happened, yeah. I think there might have been a bit of overlap. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you paused at the perfect moment for James to answer the question, but it wasn't actually a question, and you just... You just... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like the Irish like in the middle of talking, and James started talking, and I was like, "All right, okay, he's going going in with his answer." Uh, so I stopped, and then like two like five seconds later, James stopped, and I was like, "Oh, there was clearly some awful delay there." 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just saying, oh, no. yes. You got that 83 minute Paris Square Rage, the uh, 60 minute Warriors run. Um, yeah, just some good results in the back pocket. I remember some good ones in Trooperstown and Hellfire as well over the years. So I think if you had the mountain running scene, you know, more available. Yeah, uh, yeah I think you could be a, a bit of a fourth. Yeah, there's always, you know, you, you, I think I'd still like to give it more of a crack, I guess. Like, just. I mean, as the thing about Oxford is it is a lot nearer to the hit some hills than than even Cambridge. I mean, it's no Dublin, but um, but it is good. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, might might be able to take advantage of that now next year, and maybe yeah, I'll yeah. see you on the start line of some cross country races. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Um, there's a great yeah, what were you saying too about Edinburgh last year? Just... Oh no, I was just saying like it's just um I guess you show up to like a hill race in Ireland and um and you can do all right and you sort of feel like oh I'm a I'm an all right hill runner but then I don't know somehow the the standard in Edinburgh or like round there is just it's just so much higher like and it it even on the uphills like struggling quite, like not struggling but like way behind these other these other ch- these other guys and it. It's like they're really, really good uphill runners. It sort of puts it in perspective. Yeah. I do think the UK, like, it's just incomparable. Like, the hill running standard in the UK is so good versus Ireland is just by average, which is nice because it means you do well in races. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you're talking that, like, Great Britain kind of do uh, one of the top mountain running teams you know, they won the European champs this year. They got yeah. first in the individual and first in the team. Um, yeah, so the country obviously has got a heap of talent. Yeah, it'd be good to try out some of these, like, um, these, like, British champs fell races, though, next summer, actually. Like, I guess I was thinking about it this year, but obviously they all got cancelled pretty much. But there's a lot yeah. of, like, English champs, British champs races. And, like, the fields would be really deep, but I think they'd be be like a lot of fun and you know good to try out see where see where yeah. one's at yeah good atmosphere at those races too it's a real like it's a bit of a different community to Imre I guess but it is real like community more they're not commercial races at all anyway that's for sure oh it's like yeah yeah, yeah. it's like a five or ten or something like yeah yeah very good so you say if uh if I were to get in and ask you what your focus would be for the next... We lost him. <laughs> Can you hear me now? We, we, you, we, you said um, something about focus and then it seemed to disappear. Yeah. Fair enough. Fuck me, this is like, do I go back and edit this whole interview or what? I'm not sure. I'm not figuring it out. <laughs> uh, yeah do you um if i were to kind of ask you what you'd be focused on say in the next year like if you had any goals would you be thinking kind of road running orienteering mountain running yeah i think i don't know it'd be good to end some race i i don't say i've only got got a clear sort of goal in terms of discipline um 
like I feel like the road running stuff. You know, if you if you get if you become a good hill runner, if you're doing good mileage, like I, I feel like you you still be pretty quick on the roads. Is you, at least you know after a bit of time on the roads, I, I'd almost rather like target the sort of hill running stuff. I think, and then like let you know maybe throw a few half marathons or even a marathon in there at some point, and hopefully it would just sort of look after itself if I've been doing sort of decent mileage for the hills and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to go back to the marathon at some point. Um, give it another crack. Yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, a little bit of background to that is, James, you must be the fastest marathoner we have listening, and uh, or definitely that we've had on the show. Um, I think. Yeah. What did you run? You ran in Amsterdam a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, probably twenty sixteen. That's uh, so long ago now. Yeah, uh, three years ago, I guess, four years ago. Um, what did you run? Did two fifty two? I think two fifty. Nice. Yeah, it was it was good to to get the the sub three. Like, yeah, I think the marathon is a, a really yeah. So you've Brad, you've done a marathon, right? Yeah. yeah. I was kind of, I was close. I was like I was like fifty seven. Five minutes, a bit like five minutes slower than you. <laughs> Not to mention the extra hour. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you were gonna say? You think it's a bit of a different beast, or? Oh, I just think it's like there's some I don't know the, the experience I had at like I don't know if you had a similar thing, Brad, but like when you reach like 33k or 34k in the marathon, like just because you've been do- using exactly the same muscles for the last two hours or whatever, it's kind of, it's so different to a hill race where you're just constantly using different muscles. But, like, your, your legs are just like, wait, what the hell? I want to mix it up. I don't know. I just – I remember hitting this point where life just became so utterly grim. Like, it was, everything turned kind of grey. And yeah. um, I was feeling so great literally a K before, and then it just suddenly, like, fell apart. But, I mean, the splits didn't fall apart. It was more just – enjoyment i think i just sort of took my foot off the pedal when i realized that i wasn't feeling as good as i thought and then actually sort of held it together i didn't slow down that much in the last 10k but it was something like a feeling i've never experienced in any other race yeah yeah i definitely feel like like the legs like your upper body is chilled but like the hamstrings and and the things that have been pounding away for the past like two hours two and a half hours for me oh like yeah like they're really struggling way more than like the full body tiredness you might get in like a long orienteering race or like uh something else and where did that kind of start to hit you brad was that around the 14th mark Yeah, yeah, no, like obviously I haven't done marathon, so I can't really speak on it. Um, yeah, it's good to get that experience. But uh, from what I've heard, it does sound like, like say a different, a different beast, and just I think that's it—the repetitiveness of every step. Like you really need your legs to be very conditioned to the road and and that because yeah, you, you use so much more in the like mountain running, orienteering that 
yeah, I don't know. Kind of like you guys saying, it just beats down your legs. You'll give it a crack one day, though, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. To be honest, like, I imagine that the time to do it is when you're moving into a city that is, doesn't really have much mountain access, but oh. I don't see myself doing it in the next year or anything like that. Um, yeah, I'd say I'll do it at some point for sure, but kind of like you said too, I'd like to just keep doing the mountain running and like orienteering and training away for that. And then at some point commit to a marathon and give it like a four month block when I already know I'm fit going into that block and do specific stuff for a while and see how we go. But uh, not really like transition to the road fully, I guess. And that's yeah, yeah. never too likely. And these days as well, I guess you got to buy a pair of vapor flies as well if you're going to do it. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's like a whole whole different... Well, yeah, the whole vapor fly debate is 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 mad. But um, what's your what's your view on it? Would you do it? Would I buy a pair of vapor flies? Yeah, yeah. Like I definitely wouldn't even consider buying a vapor pair of vapor flies for stuff like five k or ten k, which uh, loads of people are doing now. Like it's definitely the most raced in ten k shoe, I'd say. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But if I went to the marathon. I would think about it. Um, I probably would do it, to be honest. Kind of because I'd be like, I'm committing to the marathon now, like, as a proper goal. Um, and ultimately, if I want to do, if I want to run kind of as well as I can, you kind of need to be wearing this shoe. Uh, now, like, maybe there'd be other alternatives, but, you know, you probably need to commit to a marathon shoe, essentially. Um, and, like, it's it's legal now, anyway. They've made those rules and, at the start, I would have been a bit more like, oh, should I use it, should I not? But everybody's using it now, and it's, they've made rules around it. So I guess, yeah, I probably would. But it's a big investment for just a race. I guess you have it for 5K and 10Ks after that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's your view? You sound a little bit more uh, hesitant. No, well, so the issue, so like my, my dad's times are really like nice targets. And like it would be a real shame to beat them in in vapor flies. Yeah, um, yeah. So I totally agree with you on that. Like it it does make that like historical thing so like just impossible to compare. So yeah, it's almost like get get those get those times and then and then go and go and do it. But I mean, it, it's weird. Like the, I didn't really realize how many people have that i did a 10k back at the end of um last year like new year's eve last year and like showed up on the start line just suddenly realized that everyone had those shoes like i didn't really realize they were vapor flies but everyone had very similar shoes yeah and it was like afterwards oh right everyone's wearing vapor flies <laughs> but then you've got like all sorts of people wearing them like all the way back in the field it was i just i was i didn't really realize they would like they take off in such a big way around like outside the elites i guess oh they're absolutely massive i think i think nike have just absolutely killed it in there like i think they've every runner like who runs it's like oh if i want to do well now i need the shoe like you see so many motivational posts too of people like oh i smashed my pb i got down to like i finally broke 20 minutes and they're wearing vapor flies and you're like really like i don't know just 
yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, if I was wearing Vaporflies, some 13, 35k guy would probably be like, what the hell is this 16 minute guy wearing Vaporflies? Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you think they'll, um, my, do you think they'll become in like a thing in like walk sprint, for example, like in a real urban walk sprint, people wearing? Oh, so I don't really think that they wouldn't really be designed for that sort of thing there because because they're so plunky and big, um, especially with such a big heel drop. They're not ideal for any sort of agile movements. They're not right. really great for turning. Uh, yeah. So, like, people wear them on the track, but I think people have been, like, you know, anything less than a 5K, they wouldn't really want to wear them because they're almost going too fast. Um, and even a 5K, I think some people are like, oh, no, that's, that's too quick. Uh, yeah, so I can't imagine me going to walk sprint. But if uh, if a company committed to trying to make sprint-oriented shoes, which obviously they won't, uh, <laughs> it is like you could probably do, you know, if they can do that much stuff with a shoe that is for just running straight on the road, they could probably do so much stuff for a shoe that is like got more factors going into it, like different surfaces and how much people are turning like there's only more time to be gained in that sense i'd say yeah, yeah. Mm. what are peter's times then Jan, that you'd be uh looking up towards uh about 73 30 for the half and then the 240 marathon very nice very nice like, real guessable times but like yeah quite tough good. as well nice challenge yeah. Yeah, cool. Seventy three thirty, two forty, two two forty is gonna go, eh? Yeah, I don't know what what do you think's better? A seventy three half Yeah, that's what I'm kinda of wondering. In my head I'm like see I have never run either, so I don't actually know, but like what you run a seventy five, haven't you? Or a seventy six? Downhill with a tail. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Edinburgh. <laughs> uh, but that does make me feel like, you know, 73 is not that far away if you focus on it. Where he has to get the 240 is a bit bigger, but at the same time, you've only done one marathon. Eh? Um, yeah. When you compare it in the sense that, like, if you double 73, 30, you get 220, you have that 13 minute, like, I know that's not how it works, but. Uh, yeah. You do feel like that's nice. Maybe 2.40 is an easier time, but yeah, they're both good times anyway, that's for sure. Yeah, not bad. Well. Yeah. Um, we actually got a request in from one of our guests. Now, this is going back because the request actually came in, I think, 12 weeks ago. Uh, but they knew you'd be on at some point. So... Uh, <laughs> the request was for James Haynes to do an operatic solo. I don't know if uh, if you have anything in mind, you might be able to give us a quick a quick twirl of the lungs. I was really dreading that this might come up. Um, wait, so wait, what, what, what do you want? Oh, any little, uh, just a little serenade, maybe would be nice. Whatever, whatever you feel. I really um <laughs> put on some background music in the room there and then just sing along for 10 20 seconds we'll be happy out okay ten, <laughs> give you 10 seconds 10 
just, um, I'm exactly. just getting it's delightful. Uh, we'll uh, we'll get them going. Wait. Um, Once you give it all heart, that's all we ask for. <laughs> yeah. Who, uh, who was sing the request? Sing the outro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'm dancing in the moonlight. Got me in a spotlight. Sorry. Right. You hear that? <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yes, Nurima. That's all you're getting. Wow. <laughs> uh, I loved it. Very good. Very good. I'm just sorry I'm not there in person for, uh, for that. Yeah. So that request came in from uh, Clouda Moran. Hopefully that will take the box for her. <laughs> uh, Shame she's been on already, actually. Why well, you not have a nice request for her? <laughs> well, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah. Would, Do you have any questions, Brad? You want to ask? I have a couple more, but yeah. yeah. Would you name your child Maeve Perkins? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I think Maeve is a is a lovely name. Yeah. The, you wouldn't go for Maeve Perkins Haynes. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not adverse. I, I I go with Maeve. No, I, yeah, no, just the Maeve. Okay. And would you spell it? M E A B H. Oh yes. Um. Or the, what's the other option? I don't know how 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 do English people spell Maeve? Okay, well M A E V E or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think you stick with the Irish. Stick with the Irish one. I mean, I think if you've got an Irish name, you stick to the Irish spelling. Yeah. I did. They're yeah. just so they're so glorious. Who would who would win in a fight? Maeve Perkins or Clodagh Morin? Maeve Perkins. Quick. Straight up. Definite, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've got another question. Important one. <laughs> is is Ronald Jones Brandy. the greatest the greatest running back in the history of the NFL? Is this the Tampa Bay Buccaneers guy? Yeah. No. <laughs> I think, I, think I had it in my fantasy team for quite a while last year and did nothing. Oh, we're going to have to disagree. Well, he, he finished pretty big, to be fair. Oh, I think by that time I'd moved on to someone else. But, yeah. <laughs> Where's he at? Is he at Tampa, Tampa this year? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't surprise me that much if he'd been dropped, to be honest. <laughs> really? uh, no, I'm not sure what his story is. Um, yeah, I guess ago, he's probably still at Tampa Bay. Two days ago, draft sharks. 
posted a news article saying, is Ronald Jones your secret fantasy football weapon? And the answer to that is a resounding yes. <laughs> Have you been enjoying the return to sport in general, James? Bit of Premier League action this week. Yeah, no, it's been good. I mean, to be honest, like, I think there's some appeal to just, like, the numbers side of sport that I really like. So, like, it's nice to move away from just tracking coronavirus deaths in the stock market to actually think about <laughs> sport again. <laughs> oh, I, I totally get that. I've actually, like, the amount of times I've just looked up worldometers to see the coronavirus stuff, and now I'm like, oh, they've given me back Premier League fantasy football. I kind of needed just, this, I reckon. It's something to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Much better watching the thing. Yeah, well, how uh, how did your fantasy team get on with the Man City match? Uh, uh, I don't know. We, I think so. Mara, I brought Mara's in and captained him. He got an assist. So that was all right. But then and got Mendy. Ooh, but I think both of them. There's a there's a reasonable chance they won't play on Saturday or Sunday. It is so. I don't know. We'll see. And I flipping. I forgot about Sheffield yeah. United defence. Like, course, everyone's got Sheffield United defenders. Yeah, yeah. You, yep. It took full advantage of the. Sorry. Saw you made thirteen transfers. <laughs> yeah, all like the <laughs> evening before. <laughs> took full advantage of the like the fact that they gave everybody a wild card, yeah. uh, and was like, yeah, let's go on, just full new team. <laughs> uh, I actually was like, even because I still have a wild card, I think. So I was like, oh, do I get rid of? Uh... So I brought in Mara's just for this week and I'm planning to get rid of him pretty quickly um, yeah I was also like do I keep Kevin like De Bruyne like, is he going to play yeah yeah it's just difficult with City because do they care about the Premier League they get, they're going to have to exactly yeah. yeah 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 anyway 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> dangerous <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, we could be here all night talking about this, but I don't know if it's what the listeners want. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We, from your experience as well of Irish orienteering, uh, is there anything that you feel like the Brits, uh, the Brits do well that the Irish could take and uh, implement to try and? maybe upscale our results or something a bit better. Anything that might uh, stick out, you know? So. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think I, I could have done with some preparations after that one. I think that's a big question. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, it's always going to be hard to, comp- I mean, yeah. I, the Brits are good runners, right? They've got, yeah. I mean, we've better terrain over here, I guess, it's particularly in Scotland. It's, I don't know. I think Ireland, I think Ireland do all right. I, I guess I've got no suggestions other than saying, you know, you're doing, you're doing well. And, uh, <laughs> and also, but, you know, if, if there's one thing I reckon, because in Britain, I love, well, some of the things I love Irish orienteering is the, um, the like the tea table, the tea and biscuits table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so uh, like I just like never think about that. It's just always there at the end of an event. I don't even yeah. really think too much about it. But yeah, yeah. I guess you're a man who likes cold biscuits. No, uh, no offense meant there. 
<laughs> yeah. What's your What's your go to meal after a big night out? Uh, like at the end of the night or the sort of the day after? Um, like end of the night, you like walking home kind of vibe. I mean, I, I do like I, I I do like a kebab. I I've so I've gone veggie <laughs> veggie face recently, so it's obviously not um, I'm quite fit with that. But I do I do like a kebab, and it, it yeah, especially uh, like, in Dublin, um, Zaytu, what a yeah. Would you just oh yeah, we we made the one kebab. I mean, I I have had more than one kebab a few times, but I think one's enough. I one's plenty. <laughs> there was a phase of of made your memory say that well when we were in when we first was the second year, and you were like. Oh yeah, after a night out, yeah, two kebabs. Fuck, that's a heavy meal after a night out. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, uh, I don't even tell you this story, but um, there was one. So you know, Berlin's really famous for, for its kebabs, um, like because the Turkish influence. And um, oh right, yeah, I didn't actually yeah. know that. I've been to Berlin and all. I've seen so, loads yeah. of the kebab places there. Yeah. Like, there's tons of places to get a kebab for three euro thing. But there was one I, I went over to see a mate and um we ba- so Berlin you basically you basically get rejected from every club club you go to unless you're sort of if you look really cool. And that's <laughs> from about four clubs. And after each club we just get a kebab. So within <laughs> this night I had pretty like four kebabs. <laughs> oh, sounds like a good night, eh? I was yeah, I mean, it was it was alright. A lot of a lot of time spent on taxis and kebabs, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all you really want, though, you know, you, you know, you're not even that bothered about the club. All you want is a few points and some food. So I think you've done it pretty well already. Exactly, exactly. It wasn't, yeah, it was a it was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So kind of getting to the later end but just one or two little things i know you previously described the uh the wednesday night in receive as the peak of life uh nothing's yeah. changed god great to hear does that mean there's potential in the future for a move back to ireland i'm sure many of our guests would be like waiting to to hear your answer eagerly <laughs> for this one and we're not going to rule it out you know i think Probably next three or four years in in Oxford, and then um, and then and then we'll see. I mean, I'm definitely you know the that Imra the Imra scene has, has a sort of it's it's a it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, no, you're not around there, not around there. Like I think uh, it's hard to. I mean, if you compare it to like say Edinburgh or other cities near hills, it, it's not comparable. Like the just the fact that you have a race every Wednesday. Up a beautiful hill. It's just, it's just great for the whole summer. I just think it's brilliant. Oh uh, yeah, big fan. Um, and you know, Dublin's just like probably gets a bit of stick island, but actually has a very nice climate when you think about those Wednesday evenings because it just always seems to be sunny, um, barbecue yeah. weather most weeks. Yeah. I guess from the east side, yeah. Yeah, this is, the east coast has it pretty good so Dublin is the better, kind of better end of the Irish climate but uh, 
Yeah, don't remember too many rainy Wednesday night inmates. No. Oh, it's weird yeah. being a student there because you don't, you miss out the summer for like, well, you don't miss it out, but you're not there like June to August. But you always hear that it's good there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is a bit unfortunate because that actually is like obviously the best weather of the year. Um, yeah. And Dublin, uh, in a work scene, I think Dublin is buzzing uh, during the summer. Just like every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, all the pubs are packed with people coming straight out of work, having a few pints. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Overflowing Thing. until like 9 p.m. Thing of beauty. It is, it is. <laughs> Yeah, we might get you there as well one day, Brad. Yeah, <laughs> going to call in, call in sick on Thursday morning. <laughs> uh, nah, man, you just get used to the three or four a.m.s, and then in at in at nine or half nine in my case. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's kind of a uh, pretty much all my questions um i did want to know uh if you from a british perspective what like what do you think is a are britain gonna win a, in a walk medal in the next few years what's it gonna be other than i guess yeah yeah well what are your thoughts do, do they have a medal coming in the next few years yeah i think you know if i was a betting well i mean i say if i was a betting man i am a betting man but i mean if I was to put a bet on, I mean, you know, I'd say that it was. I think you, I wouldn't get very good odds on that, like that prospect. I think it's very likely that you know Chris Jones get gets his medal. Yeah. yeah. And outside of a Chris Jones individual sprint, do you think that there's because they're still they're on the edge for. All... Yeah. I mean, they're always in touch with the relays, aren't they? I still yeah, think... this is it. The girls are really good too. Like Megan, Carter, <laughs> Megan Carter Davis. Yep. Yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you are right. They have a few girls. Obviously, Kat Taylor's been up there for a number of years, and the sprint reader then with Chris as well. Yeah. Yep. Plenty of opportunity, anyway. Yeah, I think. You know, yeah. If... yeah. <laughs> you go, James. No, Brad go. I was just gonna say <laughs> they also they also have a pretty pretty decent crop of juniors coming through after the last year, like. Yeah, in the girls they've got Grace Malloy, I guess, and Fiona Bond. But Grace is still a junior this year. Um, yeah, but I mean, she's got class. We've seen it on Euclid's sixth leg. We've seen it at Jaywalk. <laughs> <laughs> she does BMT. Say <laughs> something. No. Hello. Yeah, were you gonna say something as well, James, or? Oh, right. Um, oh, do they <laughs> probably something similar about Grace Malloy and leg six of you? <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. 
Right, uh, yeah, do you have any more questions, Brad? Uh, no, don't think so. Fair. Ah, oh, like I had a couple more random ones, but none of them necessary, and we've gone on a while. Uh, so, yeah, can we just call it a day there? Taking enough of your time, James. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. It's, you know, it's good to witness the studio. <laughs> a real, real treat having the podcast come in. It's usually um, it usually comes in when I'm when I'm working. And I get on at like four o'clock and just sort of see through the end. Of it. <laughs> so you just gonna yeah finish your workday with an episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very nice. Does it feel real good being having been a fan for so long and now? Getting the opportunity to be interviewed. Yeah, yeah, it's an honour. <laughs> we've uh, done. If you can see here, we've been promoted to daylight now on my end. <laughs> oh, was it actually dark? At yeah, your end? yeah, yeah. It's getting bright, oh, like yeah. half eight kind of thing. So, yep. Oh, looks nice. Yep, lovely. Some nice misty windows, or you know, condensed, condensated. Windows, if that makes sense. What's um, to do with? Are you going to um sell that on before you leave or something? Or is it, are you not hiring it? I guess you bought it. Haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I bought it. So yeah, I just sell it on. Uh, that's the plan anyway. Um, try and get that balance right between like selling it early enough, uh, or like trying to sell it early enough that I actually get it sold, but not so early that I need to like skip a week of potential skiing or something at the end either. So. Yeah. Right. Uh, figure it out. Should be. Should be all good. Yeah. Uh, I'll have the same issue with my bike and my skis and my ski boots. But yeah, we'll figure it out. Oh, you bought some skis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought secondhand ski. Oh, it's actually not that amazing a story now because <laughs> there's this shop, Wastebusters, basically secondhand shop in uh in. Uh, Wanaka and I was like cool everybody was recommending just go there to get skis and I went in like looked around found an alright pair and like was talking to a, an English couple actually uh, who were also looking for skis and they knew a bit more because I kind of knew like you know what sort of height and size this sort of stuff but I don't really know that much about skis well I've just been handed them in a rental company uh, and they were like oh yeah these ones look alright you need to check out like the bottom make sure there aren't any big dents and this sort of stuff and I was like cool so I got them and they were like yeah you probably still need to go and get some service in a shop in town or something but then they'll be good to go and so I bought my skis and boots for like I think it was like 35 40 euro uh, oh yeah yeah but, uh, for the two of them so it was pretty handy but I went into the shop to get the skis service and he was like oh man see these little like Oh, uh, I was like, maybe try to get your money back. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, not sure. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> Classic, I guess, when you try to go for the cheap option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to buy a set of skis like when I'm only going to be here for a month and a bit of ski. And I don't know, like renting for that long sounds expensive, but I guess I need to look into it. Yeah, fair. Yeah. 
you could get some you're gonna get some skins that mean you can like sort of quite like do a bit of where you sort of walk up the hill and then ski down something yeah it's a different set of skis now but uh maybe i should just look at getting touring skis like that would be pretty nice oh well it would be really nice because like i don't think the ski slopes in new zealand are like you know i think they're still decent enough but uh I think the big thing is their ski tour and their backcountry skiing is actually like really high quality because of the mountains and that. So if I could get into that, that'd be class. But it's also not really something that you recommend to do by yourself because of avalanches and that. Um, yeah. Bye. Yep. Anyway, boys, it's been a pleasure. Uh, somehow got back into interviewing Colum again. Uh, <laughs> yeah anyway i hope you're all well and uh, yeah have a good one we'll catch us again another week cheers boys Later. cheers Summer nights.